Hey guys, happy Wednesday and welcome to Drive Through Moms. I'm Lynn Nitcher. This first and intro episode for Drive Through Moms is hosted by the founder of Dallas Girl Gang and my firstborn, Amanda Smith. We'll chat about the where and why and how Drive Through Moms came about and what you can expect in upcoming episodes. Let's get started. I'm super glad you're here. Um, uh, hi, mom. Hi, honey. How are you? <laughs> oh, good. Uh, this is super fun. So, uh, we're just going to get into like the origin story of okay. drive through moms. And, and I just, wanted to yeah. say, sorry to interrupt you, no. um, but I wanted to say that I'm just excited because I couldn't think of anybody better to do this than the person that made me a mom. So, oh, that's I'm really sweet. I'm excited. Plus, you're <sighs> a podcast person and you know how to do this stuff. So, I thought, yeah, let's, be- yeah, I could do it for you first. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, this is super fun and I love you. And I think this is really, really great. Um, but anyway, we have some great questions. Um, so, let's get started. So, Tell us about yourself and your background and like, who is Lynn? It sounds so ominous. Um, <laughs> so um, obviously I'm your mom. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be weird talking about myself to you and you already know most of this stuff. <laughs> but um, so I grew up in Dallas. Um, both my parents were teachers. Um, I grew up in a Christian family as the youngest of three. So it's totally the baby. And um, being a girl, um, was even probably a bigger baby and had two older brothers. Um, both my parents were teachers. And when I got ready to um, think about going to college, um, I really always just wanted to be a mom. I had had it in my heart for a long time. that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. It was super important to me. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know, God just put that there. And so when I started looking at going to school, um, I really had no idea what I wanted to do, but my brother was at Texas tech going to law school or about to go to law school. So I thought, okay, well that sounds fine. So it's not the research like today, but so I ended up at tech. Mm -hmm. Um, and I started out in interior design because I loved (laughs) poor and that kind of thing. And it was completely different than now. And, um, because I was failing a couple of the freehand art classes <laughs> because I just totally couldn't draw a bunch of paper bags in a pile. I ended up changing, having to change majors. So I ended up a French major because I studied uh, foreign language all the year in high school. And I thought, okay, I can do that. Um, sure. The long story short, got a teaching certification. Um, I married your daddy, who is my college sweetheart. And then worked for a few years until I had you. So by the time mm-hmm. I had you, I knew that I wanted to be home and we had worked mm-hmm. for that. So mm-hmm. I pretty much then stayed home until you were what? You were a junior. I was probably 16. School. Yeah. You were a junior in high yeah. school. So yeah. um, past that, I really didn't get back into working full-time mm-hmm. or part-time until, until then. But most yeah. of my, most of my years working has been in uh, education. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in a nutshell. I love it. I love, I always laugh because you loved interior design. You were like, well, I'm not taking this dumb drawing class. Oh so. well, we're just going to, it's not like today. Everything was on a computer and whatever. Yeah. Um, there, none of that. You had to do all this freehand garbage. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, that's but, yeah. So, um, so I mean, 
here you are, you know, I'm 28, you know, the middle sibling, Lacey is 20, no, she'll be 25. Whoops, I don't know. Um, Reed will be 20. He is 20. Is 20, sorry, he'll be 21. That's right, he'll be 21 December. Yeah. I'm so bad at like ages because in my mind I always tell you this I still think you're like 36 or something yeah that's what I like to hear (laughs) oh so anyway so all of us are like grown I'm married you know and now you're starting a podcast so where did this idea come from um the podcast really didn't come up until recently sure but the idea behind drive-through moms really goes back about 15 years Mm -hmm. um kind of started with um, a conversation with my mom that in long term ended up kind of as a family joke um, that we kind of joked about that God just wouldn't let it go. It's Mm -hmm. something that sat on my heart that sat there um, for a long time and I have just not done anything about it for Mm -hmm. a really long time. Yeah. So you had, what was, what was that running joke? Cause I know what it is, but we, I mean, I, I remember, I remember kind of earlier you, you mentioning this and, and then, like you said, it, it really hasn't resurfaced until, till recently. So yeah. what kind of, where did drive through mobs come from? What was like the running joke? So, um, you know, being a stay at home mom, I had, you know, the three of you who were all mm-hmm. in multiple things. Um, and at the, there was a day in particular, which is why it was just so vivid in my memory that mom happened to be up and she was running errands with me. Um, and it had just been one of those days where I had driven in circles. I had been about six hours from my house or six hours in the car within about 20 mile radius of the house. And I had driven all over the place. I had been, um, you were in music and took piano lessons or Reed was playing basketball. Lacey was in mm-hmm. gymnastics and mom and I were going through a Chick-fil-A or just, I was just laughing. I was tired and I, Lacey had probably left her Leo, which that happened all the time. And I'd been back and forth to Frisco. And I just said, I just feel like this is my life in a drive through window. I'm, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I just did this. We're going to run, get a Coke. Okay. This one left this after school, we're going to go get a snack because I don't have it. Or, um, you know, I got coffee after a workout that morning and I just started realizing, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is like my sixth drive through window today. <laughs> um, and so we kind of joked about it and I, and just through the years of, you know, talking about it with you guys, something would come up and, and we would, one of us would invariably, oh my gosh, that's going to go in mom's book. So it was yeah. all about really originally, you know, mom's going to write a book and then it was going to be this um, you know, my life and drive through window. And so it kind of started there. Um, but recently really just kind of changed to, um, maybe not, maybe not just a book, um, mm-hmm. if I'm ever going to get to it, then what about, what about a podcast? Well, and um, really this whole platform. Yeah. Uh, so the idea has been there all along. Um, mm-hmm. and part of why I think, and I'll kind of go on to the next part, but kind of why I think it, I just, I waited so long with mm-hmm. um, fear, mm-hmm. and, you know, a little bit of imposter syndrome of who would listen to me, who I don't mm-hmm. know anything that, 
you know, other than my own personal experiences, but why would somebody want to listen to me? Mm-hmm. That God clearly had to be joking. And I was misinterpreting <laughs> what he was telling me mm-hmm. um, and who would listen to me. And I, you know, part of my nature, as you well know, is that I very much worry about what other people think a lot. So, well, in some that, sense too, we all do. Yeah. So I just thought that's, that's just crazy. So I think for the last 15 years, I've kind of just gone, nah, maybe, maybe someday. And I think, you know, now that, like you said, Reed's in college and Mm -hmm. I really don't have any excuses anymore. I have (laughs) all the time, you know, I work still part-time, but I have all this time and God just, do you think that's what's changed though? Like why now? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I follow, I don't know if you follow Emily P. Freeman, um, Mm -hmm. but I had read, uh, the next right thing and I'm terrible about starting books and not finishing them. So I honestly haven't finished that, but I'm just terrible about starting books. Yeah. Well, that's that's (laughs) probably true too. Um, but one of the things that I'm a part of a writing group that I did finally slowly start making some progress and taking steps. But one of the things that she said was, you know, with this COVID season was, um, people need your words. People need good words. And if you've got something, now's your chance. Now we all have extra time. What are you doing with it? And I could not get it out of my Mm -hmm. head. So, um, you know, her, her book, the next right thing is just, just do the next step. What's the next thing to do? Your dad's always been good with me about that is what is just take the next step. What's the next conversation? Mm-hmm. It's not life or death. It's not an involved deal. You don't have to accomplish, no. you know, 12 things yeah, today. Yeah, do the next thing. So that's really kind of what changed. So <clears throat> while I was home, you know, with the first shelter in place and then at the end, during a mm-hmm. quarantine when I was had to be home, I kind of started mm-hmm. getting all my thoughts organized. Um, I have tons of notes, nothing like Bob Goff. I heard Bob Goff the other day talk about that he has over 1.6 million emails to himself in words of his notes. notes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I thought I was doing good. I had like 75. Um, well, it's also probably been doing it much, sure, you know, sure. consistently longer like, time. Hey. But I, it, it was encouraging to know That's that when I do have ideas of about, um, you know, because to me, the book originally kind of started out in my mind as I'm going to write a devotional. Um, so I would yeah. make notes. So I had lots of that. So I just kind of started putting all that together and, and taking a little more seriously. But with the COVID thing, I was like, you know, it's going to take me time to do a book that is not an easy task. And, and I've waited this long, but the process itself is uh, already is long. long. So why not drive through moms in a podcast, but make it about, mm-hmm. um, not just not about me and I think that's what a lot of this has shown me over the last few years is that you know just my what's affected the path of what I was doing um Mm -hmm. was changing a little bit yeah so how is going right into the next question but how has waiting you know the last 15 years affected you know the path with the podcast I sound like such a loser the last 15 years I have what? waited a long time. No. Um, <laughs> well, you also, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's also part of like you owning this story, yeah. you know, your, your yeah. story, right. You know, I think everybody is different and that's great. I think you're always so good at that. I think what has um, changed the most in almost a 
Jonah type way of being running to Nineveh, you know, over something that I feel like mm-hmm. I've been asked to do um, and avoid it is, or whatever is perspective. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I've spent the last uh, 12 or 13 years in education. So I worked in private school, private preschool. I've worked in public school and title one schools. I've worked in, um, in varying degrees. I worked as a pre-K teacher. I've worked as a, um, uh, a pre-K aide, a special ed aide. I've been an admin in a um, large private Christian school. But my heart always goes back to moms. And I've always kind of been that um, empathetic to parents. Um, mm-hmm. I, I grew up as a, as a teacher's kid. Both my parents taught. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up around teacher's lounges. I grew up around a lot of teachers that were friends of my parents that, that I had. And I always just had, um, a big respect for, um, what was being entrusted to me as a teacher and what it, because I'm a parent, because I'm a mom, I had empathy towards what those parents felt like, um, in -hmm. terms of, you know, me having their baby in my care and, and teaching them. So, um, I think perspective Mm -hmm. changed and through the years, I would say, um, you know, I, I've always known how I felt as a mom, but quickly mm-hmm. learned in different settings. Wow. I, I, I clearly, my life is not somebody else's life and what they're experiencing with their kids and their family is not what I'm experiencing. So having perspective for me was talking to other moms just through the years. I mean, I've been married 31 years mm-hmm. um, to your sweet daddy and, um, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of different moms, seen a lot of different things. And I thought, I know my story, but there's so many other stories that could be told. So even if the devotional was one thing that I worked on, why not have conversations with other moms, ordinary moms doing amazing things mm-hmm. and then and encourage somebody else. That's really kind of the perspective that I've taken at this point. Right. And if, yeah, yeah. And and I think, you know, it's just so much more pow- powerful, excuse me, when you can use a platform or use something to elevate other people's voices for one specific purpose. Right. Um, I think that's just powerful. Um, so why, you know, and you kind of already answered this, but why, why a podcast and not the book, at least right now? Um really maybe part of it's a little bit of accountability to be honest mm-hmm. um is mm-hmm. to push me into the book's going to take you know at least a couple more years a year and a half if if not that um but i can be doing something in the meantime um and and why not do mm-hmm. both I, there's no reason why i can't do both um so that i think it would be a little bit quicker and more immediate but then it also gives voice like i said to other moms that are doing um having experiences I don't have, right. My, my perspective is my story. My, my story is my life and my experiences, Mm -hmm. but it's not somebody else's. So Mm -hmm. I heard something the other day that, um, you know, there, as of, I think it was like January of 2020, they're like 600 million blogs. Probably, (laughs) but there's only a hundred million podcasts, which is still a huge number. But it's sure. But for comparison's sake, um, you know, 
there, there's not as many podcasts and it just is more fun. I mean, if I'm honest, when it comes to, you know, you do all these Enneagram or personality testing and stuff and it's mm-hmm. like, do you like crowds? Do you like small gatherings? I love being in groups of people, but if I'm, sure. if I'm having a conversation, I would, I much more myself in a one-on-one. So yeah. this is a much more transparent, relatable one-on-one that I think yeah. is powerful. And you can get the full, um, the full scoop, if you will. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so in your, you know, planning for the podcast and, and dreaming for this, what kind of guests are you going to have on? Like, what's your vision for what this show is going to look like? So um, part of what I've been doing the last few months is uh, reading through the Gospels and you know, it's funny because sometimes I think you go into something with your own intention mm-hmm. and, uh, God will have something else in mind, uh, mm-hmm. which is often the case. Uh, very much so. so I've been reading a lot of the gospels mainly because I was really wanting to focus on Jesus's words and how he interacted with people. But what I've really learned over the last few months of reading and I have been in acts, which has been great because our, um, pastor has been going through acts has been more about learning about the disciples and what it looked like to be a follower of Christ and what that means um, on a daily basis. So one of the verses that has just been like stuck in my craw um, in a way that affects the podcast and kind of the trajectory of what I want to do is a verse in Acts 4 where um, Paul and John get up. uh, I mean, not Paul, Paul, sorry, Peter and John get up and they're talking and um, they're basically saying, you know, Jesus was here. He was doing all of these things. He's talking to the Jewish community um, at the time that that uh, didn't believe that Jesus was God's son. And he's they're basically telling him he was here. This is what he did. You guys didn't recognize it and you killed him. And but we know the truth mm-hmm. about who he is. And so but the, it's the verse after the verse after talks about that. They saw that they were ordinary, unschooled men but it was obvious that they had been with Jesus. Mm. And so I just love the picture of God doesn't need us to be any certain way mm-hmm. um, that he uses ordinary people and moms are very ordinary people. And yet they do amazing, extraordinary things every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, absolutely social media and, um, movies, TV, and all that in general, very much, you know, applauds the amazing things of amazing people, but there's just so much more right. to what happens on a daily basis that I think could be beneficial. You know, um, I had a mm-hmm. friend, um, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but, um, but that's the basis of it really is just ordinary people. So I have, you know, I want to have on women that have raised their kids, um, women that are just starting out, women that have been through deep tragedy. I have several people that I know that I would love to approach about um, that have gone through something really hard or somebody that's been through something that's been amazing. But really for me, the end all is to share hope of Mm -hmm. something that somebody's experienced that could be of benefit to somebody else. That's really, and provide hope. That's really for me. You know, I've got friends that have, you know, gone through adoption and child loss Mm -hmm. or started their own Mm -hmm. business or, 
mm-hmm. you know, just all kinds of things. There's a wide variety is really what I want. Yeah. Um, but just really to be yeah. hopeful for somebody mm-hmm. else is really all I want. Yeah. Well, and very relatable too, because you, like you said, you know, there are a lot of moms and they're looked upon, you know, sometimes society, they're very, like you said, people think they are ordinary, but like, as so many memes probably say, like moms are the real MVP, (laughs) you know, like if most, you know, in some kind of traditional home or whatever, you know, not everybody grows up like this, but a lot of times moms are like, you know, you think of your mom and you're like, she does everything. Or like, you know, I think of like strong single moms or, you know, whatever. Anyway. So, um, I think that's where the the perspective comes in because I mean, you know, I, I did grow up, um, in a Christian home and, you know, Mm -hmm. probably more sheltered than a lot of people in general. Um, which I'm thankful for my parents worked their tails off and took care of us, put us all through college and were amazing examples to us. Um, and you know, being a stay at home mom and and it really, it's true with anything. If you, if you get in your circle of friends and your circle of um, influence and you only stay with those people, you only learn from people that are just like you. And so Mm -hmm. I think getting into, and, and the Lord taking me into different, you know, I hadn't been working or hadn't been in public school and I hadn't been in a, a special ed teaching environment. So I didn't know what it meant to be a parent of a special ed child and what that looked like. Sure. So just being in different um, environments and working with different people and meeting different moms, especially when I worked at a private preschool, um, you know, I took moms on tours on a daily basis that wanted to bring their kids to our school. So I met all kinds of moms. So I think that. Mm-hmm. The perspective just was good for me um, to learn. Yeah, no, I think so too. And I think you're, you know, like you, that's something that people appreciate too is the, you know, the whole, the, the, what am I trying to say? The diversity of, like you said, not surrounding yourself with the same types of people. And too, I I really feel like this, you know, potentially could reach people that are not even from a faith background, but they, they stumble upon the podcast and they identify because they are a mom or they identify with the situation or loss or celebration of this one guest you bring on. And, you know, then they're exposed to like the hope that you are pointing them to. And I think that that's, that's what makes things like this super powerful. Well, um, I, so how, well, yeah, go ahead. Say, and that's one thing that I think you've done an amazing job of is, you know, your, your yeah. Dell scroll gang and being, you know, you can sit with us is that, you know, Bob Goff mm-hmm. was talking about, um, you know, everybody's invited, but does everybody feel welcome? Um, it's, it's one, yeah. Does everybody yeah. feel like they have a seat? Yeah. So it's one thing to everybody's invited, but I want to make sure everybody feels welcome too at the same time. Sure. So, yeah that's that's the whole that's the whole the whole um I was gonna say the whole donut but I don't think that's a saying <laughs> I don't know it's a donut hole if it has a hole in the middle I'm not that's sure. the whole thing the whole I don't know the whole enchilada that's what I'm trying to say it's a food it's a food I don't got it. I'm sorry it's a food problem <laughs> anyway um so how can we find 
the podcast? Like, what other plans do you have? All the things. Um, so right now I'm in the process of, um, I have a Instagram account already. It's kind of been a little bit in hiding until I'm really ready, but, um, so I have that. And then I'm working on a website, um, that you're going to help me with linking and learning all those fun things. But, um, my, really my hope is, um, like I, like I said a minute ago is to be able to connect. I love to connect people from, from one thing to another and, Oh, they're good at this. And, and they've been through this and how can they help and whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, because I have a lot of, a lot of the friends that I am hoping to have on that I've talked to a few of them, um, have foundations that they've started through adoption and have, have sure. blogs and ministries that they've started through child loss, um, things like that. So hoping to be able to have people on to tell their story, but then also um, link those things through, you know, what I put up or what I have on uh, Instagram or, or my website to be able to link them and say, oh, they had somebody on that. And, you know, they talked about this. I'd love to find out. And so have those things connected through the website. Um, you know, one thing that I'd, kind of missed over but I had a a good friend that you know um when I was going through a a job that I was not sure I why I had accepted um (laughs) that I was really really struggling and really really wanted to quit but I had my first kid in college and I knew I I couldn't Mm -hmm. do that at at the moment um and um I had lunch with her and she was like, you know, one thing that I think you need to remember is God may have put you there for one person. And if you are there and available for that one person, then I really feel like that's something you need to stick it out. You know, I know it's hard, but it may not be about you right now. I know you're doing it for Amanda. And it may not be forever. forever, Right. Um, And that that one person, I think you just need to keep that one person in mind. And what was funny, well, not funny. It was really kind of difficult, but ironic. ironic or, yeah, yeah. A few weeks later, that one person definitely came to light um, at the moment um, that ended up in a, my first CPS report. Um, mm-hmm. And, but, yeah. but what was, what was interesting is just having a friend that I think everybody needs having a mm-hmm. friend that would say, dude, it, it's not about you right now. And I, I think this is something you need to think about, but I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but that there's always one more person, you know, that didn't mean that I had with yeah. me this one experience and cried my eyes out and then it was over. I could quit. It just was, that was, it, was yeah. another person coming. Um, sure. So anyway, so I, yeah, I'm thankful for, for friends like that and just encouragement, but, um, yeah. So yeah, did that answer your question? I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'll, and it's your show. I mean, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Um, well, people are going to be excited to hear this. You're going to be available on iTunes and um, you know your Drive Through Mom's Instagram, and when your website's up and running, I'm sure when this episode comes out, um, those yeah. things will be yeah. somewhat ready and just yeah. there. Um, so is there, if people have questions, is there somewhere you want to direct them or if they have like guest suggestions? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to have a link on the website if they have, oh my goodness, I have this, this person that I really think you need to um, talk yeah. to that they can submit for, um, you know, to be interviewed um, on the podcast. So yeah, okay. there'll be something on the website. I have a sweet mom that awesome. also is going to be a guest that's an amazing, um, has some amazing movie 
stories. Um, Ooh, yeah, fun. So she's um, actually working on my website and some things like that right now. So um, absolutely. Yay. Yeah. But yeah, they can awesome. shoot me an email, uh, drive through moms at Gmail, yeah. email, and then Instagram. And it's T H R U. Yes. I mean, obviously, yes. like All people together. think drive through, but we just want to yeah. make sure. Um, yay. Thank you. Well, you did it. Episode one. I know. I'm so excited. And I was so thankful that you were going to do this because it would make me feel more comfortable and loved and, um, well, yeah. And now you, I mean, you're going to be stepping into where I am now and being, being able to, to really dig the, the best parts of people's stories out of them um, so that people can hear all the yeah. goodness. Thanks, baby. Yay. You're yeah, welcome. Uh, well, everybody get excited for drive through mom. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Hey, not bad for a first time. Thanks, Amanda, for your help. And thank you guys so much for listening and sharing this with your friends. I can't wait to see what God's going to do with these stories from ordinary moms serving in extraordinary ways. Until next time, happy Wednesday.